Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Save the Kids podcast. It's your one-stop shop for raising kids in this tech-heavy world. We bring on professionals and experts to give you all the tools you need to help your kids become fire-breathing warriors that have the strength to break out of the mold society has put them in. At the end of the day, we're all here for one reason, to help save some kids. I'm your host, Nate Webb. Let's get to it. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Save the Kids podcast. It's your host, Nate Webb, live in studio, Salt Lake City area, and we got a show for you today. Um, Here at Save the Kids, we've been educating parents and students and educators all about the dangers of social media for years, and it's been so cool to recently see a lot of state governments join the cause to help protect our children. And one of the states leading the charge against social media is our very own Utah. Uh, recently, Utah came out with an initiative, an ad campaign to help educate people against the dangers of social media. And once I saw what was happening, I knew I needed to get someone from the governor's office on the podcast to talk about the initiative. And boy, did they come through. So everybody welcome Amy to the show. Amy Winder Newton serves as the senior advisor to Governor um, Cox, then the director of the Office of Families. In this role, she advocates for proactive policies to strengthen families in Utah. Thanks so much for taking the time to be on the show today. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. So it was way cool. Oh, it was like, what, two weeks ago now? Three weeks? Yeah. Yeah. Two yeah. weeks ago, um, they, they brought a bunch of peop- um, advocacy organizations to give us a preview of the initiative that they'd be rolling out the next day. And then they rolled out the initiative and it was just so cool to see what was going on. So I guess... What is the initiative that the state just announced recently? For those who don't know, tell us what the initiative is. Sure. So last October, when Governor Cox did his monthly news address, he announced that he wanted to do an educational campaign to warn parents in Utah of the harms of social media for their children. Mm. And so we got funding from the legislature this last um, legislative session and uh, started rolling. And we we got this thing done in just a few months. We didn't have a, a big long time period to do it. And so the goal is to help educate our parents. We want them to know that social media is harmful for your children. Mm -hmm. Um, The Surgeon General came out even this last year and said the same thing, said, you know, 13 is too young for your kids to be on social media. You need to be looking at 16, 17 or 18 Mm -hmm. um, for them to, to be able to have a good experience there. So anyway, we're excited about this and have gotten great feedback and and yeah. we love our, our TV ad. Yeah, you're. At, it's so it's so powerful. I mean, it's thirty seconds, but I mean, when I when I showed my wife, um, we have three boys: a five year old, a three year old, and a seven month old. Um, and I'm a high school counselor around teenagers all the time, and that it really, really like it touched us big time. Um, for those of you who haven't seen it, go and watch it. It's, you can just look it up on YouTube. You can go to socialharms.utah.gov. Right? Is that right? That's right. Yeah. Oh, I got it. Um, and I'll be linked in the description, but it's super short. And it just says social media shows people living their best life, but can also be masking uh, harm. Um, and even though kids might be putting on a brave face, they could be going through a lot. Um, and they have these freaky latex masks that you guys made specifically for the ad campaign. They're custom made. It was like straight out of a horror film, guys. Like they're like just sitting, seemed like they, they were there at the announcement when they announced the initiative. They're there on the table. And I'm like, yeah, that's what a serial killer would wear at, right before he takes my body. Um, but like it just to show kids are really putting on a mask. So what what spurred on this initiative? Like what got what got on on the governor's radar to make him want to go for this initiative? 
Well, the governor has been researching why our youth mental health is has gotten so poor over the last few years. And so as he's been um, looking at this and looking at different data points, I mean, he's super concerned about this. Um, there's one thing that keeps pointing to social media, and that's the fact that if you compare mental health numbers from 2009, 2010, when social media came out mm-hmm. until now, you just see like a hockey stick effect of yeah. how um, social uh, mental health issues have just skyrocketed. And so yeah. the governor's incredibly concerned. Um, you know, he cares about our youth. We've got to make sure that we are doing whatever we can to keep them safe. We know that keeping them safe is in the hands of the parents and the, and we want to empower parents to be able to do that. So, I mean, just a, a few little data points here. Um, yes, like please, please. Nationally, when, when, so when asked about the impact of social media on their body image, nearly 46% of youth ages 13 to 17 said social media makes them feel worse. said it makes them feel neither better nor worse. And only 14% says it makes them feel better. So that's from the U S surgeon general. um, That's not not just Utah. That's like, that's that's the whole nation. Yeah. So I'll give you national stats first. The second one CDC shows 57% of teen girls are persistently sad or hopeless. Teen depression rates have doubled since the invention of social media Almost wow. 60, this one scares the heck out of me. Almost 60% of teen girls say they've been contacted on social media by a stranger in ways that made them feel uncomfortable. And here's the, the reality. Since the invention of social media, youth worldwide are feeling lonelier than ever before. I mean, we always thought social media was this great connector and right. it's going to help you stay in, in touch with your friends and have more connections. It's actually done just the opposite. It's made kids yeah. feel lonelier because there's the comparison factor. They're substituting in-person time for screen time. Right. Um, they're, they're just scrolling away, trying to find, hey, what's everyone doing? And then yeah. everyone just does nothing together. Exactly. And and uh. the worst part, it affects girls more than boys. So the data shows that the, the age that's most affected for girls is between 11 and 14 when they're going through puberty. Yeah. It really attacks that body image. Yeah. Oh. It does. It makes it hard. And then even social media companies. I mean, we found out now that they know their product is toxic for teens. Oh yeah. They oh yeah. They've known forever. Their product to be addictive. Oh, they've. I, I recently found out that. Um, not recently. A few years ago, I was talking to. Anyway, they 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 hired psychologists to like backwards psychology. How can we how can we keep the attention of kids longer? How can we hook them? Like how can we get this? Like the algorithm on Instagram, it will, it, it, it promotes um, pro- posts that talk about eating disorders. Yeah. Like and you, they want to keep them scrolling. Right. Yep. So, yep. and then even teens know it. I mean, when, t- when teens are asked why youth mental health is getting worse, social media is the clear leader, even over drugs and alcohol. I mean, they, these kids know it, mm-hmm. it's just so ingrained though, in their social lives that yeah. it's hard for them to give it up voluntarily. So yeah. we really need parents to step it up. They need to understand what's happening to their kids, help set some boundaries. I've got some tips if you're interested in some tips. I am very interested in some okay. tips. I think the well, parents of Utah would love some tips here. I mean, and, and it's hard. I mean, I parented four teenagers. They're all young adults now. And, right. and I get like I've been there. It's it's hard. So a few tips. The first one, create a family media plan. So sit down mm-hmm. with your family, really figure out like, what is your media plan going to be? What boundaries are you going to have in place? Um, right. For instance, in our family, we had a rule that you had to check your phone in at night yeah. in our bedroom. So our kids would come in and by a certain time at night, they had to have their phones plugged in so that they could go down to their rooms and 
not have their phones and be able to start winding down for the night. Right. No phones in the bedroom up. is a good one. Yeah, too. because yeah. here's some scary Utah stats. Only 37% of Utah youth got at least eight hours of sleep on an average school night. That's not good. But if our kids aren't getting enough sleep, of course that affects mental health. It affects their ability to learn. It's affecting nah. their overall demeanor. I mean, we've got to help our kids get sleep and, and this is a big problem. Um, yeah. Other Utah data too, 18% of Utah youth seriously considered suicide in the past year. Oh. And 32.5% of Utah youth felt sad or hopeless for two weeks or more in a row during the past year. That's so these are, these that's are big. startling statistics. That's big. Okay. So that's the first tip, create your family media plan, figure out what you're going to do. Yeah. Um, the second one, um, create tech-free zones and encourage your children to foster in-person friendships. Bedroom so and the dining cool. table, y'all number one and yeah. two. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And we know, I mean, we oh. have data that shows family dinners together are still a positive factor Oh, to yeah. overcoming some of the hard things our kids are facing. And so the more you can have dinner around the table. Now that doesn't mean dinner with everybody staring at their phones, right? Nope. I mean, no like devices. Connecting. No yeah. devices. So a lot of parents, they're phone. scared of dinner time because they're like, well, they just fight. I'm like, that's the point. Like they have conflict resolution, like family fight night, dinner time. That's when, you know, you communicate and you figure out how to solve problems together. You can't run away from the fight. You got to address it. Like it, it's going to happen. It's okay. It's going to yeah, help it them. Good, it builds good skills, right? Yeah. So yeah. Um, in fact, one of the things that speaking of tech-free zones, our governor would love to see our school classrooms cell phone free where people walk in the school classroom, they put their phone in a little, I don't know, a basket or a little, they have, some schools have those hanging shoe holders right. clear that you can put them in. Because kids aren't learning if their phone is on their person. They're checking. A a lot of teachers don't recognize is they have that power. They have the power to say my classroom, my policy, regardless of what the school's policy is. The teacher can say my classroom, no, no phones. Yeah, that is true. Although we're hearing from teachers that they'd rather have it be a school or district policy. Why? Then I'm the bad guy. Then I'm the teacher that the kids are mad at, you know? So So how, how, how can, how can, how, how can, how can parents go about voicing that and how can districts go and go about getting that in official writing in policy? Yeah. So if you're a parent, contact your school principal and your school district and mm-hmm. say, we want a, a cell phone free school. Like we want our classrooms to be cell phone free. And some parents have said, you know, as we've talked about this, some are saying, well, I want it to still be in the classroom with them. Cause what if there was an emergency or something? Fine. You can figure it out that way. There's plenty of schools where you walk in, they've got a system in place where you can still have your phone set aside, you know, to the side, but it's still in the same classroom. That's fine. We we're happy with that. We just don't want it on the kids. Like it's too, it's too distracting. Those kids can feel the presence of their phone, even if it's not front of them. Not, not on their person. And honestly, they have your number mom and dad. Every single school has a landline. Yeah. One of those boring phones you get clunky phones you get in the office you can dial your mommy and daddy's number and call them you they don't need the phone on the person it is distracting their learning so bad uh, i'm a counselor here in twila county and oh my goodness it's they've been such a stumbling block for learning and like it only intensified with covid and then we're tr- we're everyone's just waiting for the pendulum to swing the other way for people to ease off i'm like guys we can't passively it's not going to happen if we're just passively hoping like we need to take some action here. 
Well, and what's interesting too, do you know a lot of the texts that these kids are getting during They're school? They're from their parents. From their parents. Oh my gosh. I know. Like, hey, I'm, at the gr- I'm at the store. What size of pants do you wear again? Like, don't, don't text your kids during school hours. I, I've been guilty of it. I'll admit it, you know, but right. no, we've got right. to do better. We've got I to know. do better. Some kid so, has Snapchat yeah. open and the teacher's like, who are you snapping? It's like my mom. She's at, I'm like, oh. anyway. <laughs> she wants to know what I'm doing. <laughs> Keep going. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so we want to foster those in-person relationships and we, we like to say disconnect to reconnect. Mm, I like so, that. I like that. Put your phones away, reconnect with real people. And, and we know connecting with humans actually helps mental health for adults yes. too. So it's something that we can do better. Yes. Okay. The third, the third tip yes. model responsible social media behavior. So mm, looking at you, mom and dad, looking at yeah, you, you know, what affects your kids' mental health as much as anything is their parents on social media and having to compete with Instagram for your parents' attention. I mean, what message oh. is that sending our kids? We're all guilty of it. Let's just all do better. We need to do better. So, yeah. okay. The fourth one is work with other parents to establish shared norms and practices. Now, this is something our Surgeon General suggested in his list of um, suggestions. I think this is brilliant because you think when you tell your kid, hey, we're going to pull back on some of your social media apps that you have and, and look at this a little bit differently and set some other boundaries. It's like taking an ice cream cone away from a kid that you've given to, right? I mean, it's not easy, but if you can get with your friends, your kids, friends, parents, and say, Hey, let's work together and figure out what boundaries do we want to have for our kids so that they're not alone when you're implementing this a little bit easier to deal with that. Now I will say yeah. we see brave parents who just go, Nope, this is what's right for my kid. And and they do it and they have the guts to do it, but way easier if their friend circle also has those same social media restrictions in place. So yeah. And what a lot of parents have found too, is when they're creating that social media plan and they're like, what do we use social media for? What do we not use it for? What are some boundaries we need to set? The kids will often set really good boundaries. And when they're, involved in the process of setting those boundaries and making those rules, they're a lot more likely to follow them. And, you know, versus the, you shall do what I say. Uh, they'll, there's a little bit more pushback, but kids initially, they might have a little bit of like, no, I want it. But in the end, they're really, really going to thank you for this guys. Believe yeah. me. I have a neighbor who, um, when she was a teenager, her parents didn't let her have social media on her own phone. She, she did have a phone. It's pretty locked down, but it, um, she did have an Instagram account on her mom that she could look at on her mom's device on her mom's iPad. Yeah. So she can still post her dance pictures or things like that, but she didn't spend endless hours scrolling or feel that pressure. And she hated it. I remember there were battles. You know what? She's 20 now and she has come back to her parents and said, thank you for not oh, letting yeah. me have social media. And that's a brilliant idea. So your yeah. kids can still have some of the benefits, learning yeah. how to use the tool of social media with supervision. Mom's right next to you. It's her phone. It's her device. Mom is right there next to you in case a predator contacts you, in case you see pornography, in case any of those things pop up right there to help you navigate that. That's yeah. Brilliant. Exactly. Love and then the last tip is reconsider allowing your child to have social media. I mean, we've yeah. kind of been talking about that already. There are different, there's different types of phones you can get. Um, there's, there's things that you can do to, uh, if you have control of, you know, which apps they can download, like 
you look at their age and figure out if, if they're mature enough for this. And again, our surgeon general said 13 is too young. Too young. If your kids are in their lower teens, please, please, please consider not allowing them to have social media. Surgeon general suggests 16, 17, 18, depending on their maturity um, and the level of supervision. So it's something we've got to take seriously. I mean, these are experts who are looking at the data and incredibly concerned. And I think as parents, we don't really understand what our kids are bombarded with when they're on social media. And that's what our apps are trying to help them understand. Yeah. Yeah. They're under constant, constant fight or flight response from just the overstimulation and everything that they're getting. It's really hard to be a kid right now. And a lot of times, often they get a whole lot of apathy from adults. Like, ah, when it was when I was your age, we had to walk uphill in the snow both ways to school, and you got it so easy. And if we just take a second and just listen, like our kids are going through a lot. And the least we can do is help set some healthy boundaries, do all these things that you've talked about um, to help protect them from the dangers of social media. Cause Guys, it's no joke and it's not going away anytime soon. Like we, we, we're, it's going to be a part of our lives, but it doesn't mean you just have to throw your kids to the wolves. Absolutely. Yeah. And looking at ways we can better connect. I mean, that's so important. I'll tell you, even our governor doesn't allow his 16 year old daughter to have social media. That's saying so, something guys. She, that's saying she's going to thank him someday. I promise you're going to hear the same story. She'll be 20 and she'll say, you know, mom and dad, thanks for looking out for me and making sure that I was safe. And it's a lot of pressure for these kids. And the younger you give it to them, the harder it is because their brains are not mature enough to cope. So yeah, so many things. Yeah. Be brave parents. And it's okay. Like we're all learning here. Knowing the the generation right now, they call it the I generation It is the first generation to have been born into technology versus technology, you know, rising up while they're alive. They're the first ones being born into it and parents don't have a user manual for it. It's hard. And we're, we're trying to, to, to give you guys resources. We're trying to get, you know, everyone's trying to help each other out. And right now I feel like we're finally, it's coming to the forefront finally. And it's really fun to see that. So we're super thankful for you guys. Um, so how can people see the initiative? How can people see everything? Um, shameless plug time. Let's hear it. Yeah. So you can go to our website, socialharms.utah.gov. And there you can find tips. You can find our uh, TV ads. You can even download them to share them. Um, you can find lots of information and data. So that's just a resource that, that we've developed. And hopefully you'll see the TV ads, billboards, um, all of the stuff. We even are digitally, we have digital ads too. Oh, so yeah. hopefully you're starting to see some of these things and and you can visit socialharms.utah.gov. Yep. And there, the ad is definitely running on social media because we have to fight the be- the beast from within the belly of the beast. Um that's- because, well, and we're yeah. targeting parents. So we know yeah. parents on social media. And, 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 and what a lot of parents need to understand too, this is not an anti-tech campaign. Just like a lot of people say, I'll oh, save the kids. You're a guy's anti-tech, anti-social media. No, pro-tech because tech's not going anywhere. We're pro-educating your kids and yourselves about the risks before you throw them off to the wolves. And yeah. that's what this is all about. Um, provoking the thought of a conversation 
maybe there's something more to this that we need to be paying attention to. So anyway, well, thank you, Amy, so much for being here today. And thank you, everybody, for listening to this week's episode of the Save the Kids podcast. If you'd like to get us into your church community event, whatever it might be, to educate you guys about these dangers of social media and talk about practical ways to have tech in your home, please reach out to us so we can do an assembly in your area. You can fill out a speaker form in the bio. Um, All that will be linked in the podcast description below, along with everything that Amy outlined for the initiative here in Utah. And thank you guys so much. It truly does take a village and you guys are doing amazing. Always remember you are wonderful, you are worthy, and you are worth it. Go home and give your kids an eight second hug and we'll see you on the next one.